From the Montana Kaiman, University of Montana's independent, student-run newspaper, this is the Kaiman Cast for the week of October 4th. I'm Austin Amistoy. National Hispanic Heritage Month runs every year from September 15th to October 15th. But for one University of Montana wildlife biology professor, celebrating heritage is a way of living, not a yearly event. As a relatively new professor at UM, Dr. Edim Gomez is bringing a strong connection to his culture and his love for the outdoors into his classroom, hoping to encourage his students to do the same. This week, Kaiman photo editor Antonio Ibarra celebrates Hispanic Heritage Month with the story of how one Hispanic American professor is inspiring students to achieve success. Antonio, I am so happy to have you on the podcast this week with our very first profile of the year. I know it could not be in better hands. Hi, Austin. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Um, and thanks for the opportunity. Well, of course. Um, Antonio, I want to start off today by taking us right into Professor Gomez's classroom. You know, I know you recently sat in on one of his classes. So tell us a little bit about what that experience was like. You want to do your announcement? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm just working on a story. I'm writing a profile about uh, Dr. Areem. So I'm just going to join your class for one day and just going to see what it's like. So I'll I attended his uh, wildlife careers class. Um, it was actually really interesting. Um, after talking with Dr. Gomez, um, you pick off a really enthusiastic professor who really likes to engage with the students in, at, in the classroom. I just, the reason I want to talk about hunting the ethics one way or the other, right, is because whether we like it or not, it is a big part of wildlife management, especially in the United States. He asks a lot of questions. He just loves having his students participate in classroom discussions. And he, he also likes um, checking in on how his students are doing with the classwork. He will say it a little louder. Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, T Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. And uh, if they're having like any problems outside of school and how he, he could be of help and perhaps a mentor to his own students. So what we're going to do now is we're going to switch to, uh, let's see, a, a review. So, Antonio, it sounds like Gomez leads a really interactive and sort of high-energy classroom. Um, but I'm wondering, how long has he been teaching at UM? He's been uh, at UM for nearly a year and a half, close to two years. Mm -hmm. Before coming to the University of Montana, he taught at Gonzaga University. After that, he moved on here. So he's relatively new. He's only an assistant professor in the wildlife biology program. So he's looking to move up the chain and is working toward uh, getting tenure in his position. Antonio, I want to know how Gomez made his way to UM and how he found his passion and drive for wildlife, and as we'll, we'll discuss later, his passion for increasing diversity in scientific fields. So let's start with the basics. I'm wondering who exactly is Edim Gomez, and how did you find his story the first time? Um, Edin Gomez is a Mexican-American professor. He's originally from California, um, where he lived until he was 11 years old. After that, he and his family and his three siblings, they moved uh, up to Oregon, to the town of uh, Coquille, um, near the southern Oregon, Oregon coast. 
And how I found out about this professor was actually through social media. Um, he's just very active. He likes posting funny Instagram stories and educational stories about wildlife biology. And through like through other students that uh, have been in, in his classroom and have experienced firsthand how didactic he is and how um, um, enthusiastic his classroom uh, tends to be. So you told me earlier, Antonio, that Gomez's parents are originally from Mexico. And you said, you know, he grew up in Southern California. But I'm wondering, what was his childhood like for him? You know, were, were there a lot of cultural influences growing up in a Latino household? Yeah, um, that's one thing that he highlighted a lot. Um, living in a Latino household meant that Spanish was one of the main languages that he spoke. And in the town of Southern California where he grew up, which is Oxnard, um, it's primarily a Hispanic and Latino community. So Spanish was predominantly spoken around. So yeah, he remembers just a lot of family gatherings and just being really connected with his community and especially through dancing, which we can talk about later and he's super passionate about. But there was just this tight-knit community of um, Hispanic families just being very interconnected and supportive with each other. So when he moved to Oregon, um, it sounds like he moved into sort of a, a large family ranch. Um, did he t tell you at all what that transition was like for him? Yes, it was um, kind of a culture shock for him at first because the town of Coquille was smaller and predominantly white. So he and his family were one of the few people of color around town. So, And because they moved to this 80-acre ranch, which is um, his dad purchased with the money that his family had been saving for a while because he wanted land of his own and he just loved the area and wanted to have it there. He pretty much felt isolated, but isolated in a good, in a good way because he was able to connect more with his family and experience uh, wildlife conservation firsthand by working at his family's ranch. You know, that garden, we actually, I remember one of the most spiritual experiences I ever had in my life was eating a caldo de pollo. And everything, in every, everything minus the spices, heck, even the water came from our 80 acres, right? You know, the, the corn that we had in there, the, the carrots, the chicken, the, the potatoes, right? Um, the, the water came from the, our spring, right? That was to know that, like, you know, we were re that I was having a meal from our land was I, I just can say it's, it was a spiritual experience. Everything. But you had me curious when you mentioned it earlier, Antonio. I don't want to move too far on without talking about the importance of music to Professor Gomez. How big of a role does music and dancing play in his life? Oh, my favorite style. My favorite style is cumbia. I can, you know, I dance cumbia, bachata, merengue. Uh, uh, salsa. I, I've done some tango, but I'm not that good at it. Yeah. He loves to dance cumbia. Um, cumbia is a, a genre of Latin music. ¿Quién más? That one. Natalia. No, uh, no, these are the... Natalia's another one. Okay. That was a, the... Nunca Suficiente is my second favorite. Mm -hmm. What he loves about it is that he just feels joy and he feels present in the moment when he gets to dance. And that's something that he's been missing ever since he moved to the, to Montana. So he, uh, he's been on the lookout for Latin dance nights to be able to enjoy uh, that part that he just misses from, from his home and from doing it with his family. 
So that's what Gomez's experience was like growing up. But what drew him to science originally? You know, was there anything that sparked that interest in the outdoors for him? Yes. So he was fond of National Geographic, and he made this very clear. And I connected with him because of, as a photographer, that was Nat, Nat Geo is just amazing in what it does and how it presents science in a in a visually and in written format. First of all, I mean, I have to give credit to like National Geographic's and David Attenborough doc documentaries. Um, it made me realize that there was an opportunity. I had and through documentaries that David Attenborough um, narrated. So that was his big introduction to science um, at a young age. When he was in middle school and high school, he had this professor, um, Norm Devereaux, who taught him biology um, throughout middle school and high school, and he was a big mentor in his life. Um, in high school, we had a fish hatchery on campus. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, that was my first real experience, you know, at the age of 16, uh, going and learning about, uh, you know, how do you propagate this uh, species that's in peril? You know? So he found this love of biology in his high school, but how did he make his way to UM? You know, what was that post-high school path like for Gomez? After high school, he went on to study at Southern Oregon University, where he got his bachelor's in environmental sciences. And he stayed there for his master's of part of his career, um, where his master's was in natural resource sciences. So he took that leap from being encouraged to get into biology to actually pursuing higher education in science, which for him was a big decision because um, the presence of uh, people of color within the science community is under underrepresented. So for him, he knew what he was getting into beforehand, and he knew that that could be a barrier that he had to get across, but nonetheless, he wanted to pursue his dreams. I never had a Latino professor, and I never had a professor of color teach any of my STEM classes. Right, like, it, I mean, it was that dramatic, right? My students have something I never had, a professor of color. Back when he was looking at those Nat Geo magazines and watching the David, Nat, David Attenborough documentaries, he wanted to work with amphibian animals and grizzly bears, which I found <laughs> really interesting. So, Yeah, um, that, that's a pretty big difference between those two things. <laughs> yeah. Um, he works more with amphibians. He didn't mention of a lot of work with the grizzly bears. So, But he just likes wildlife, fauna in general, and... It's amazing how fond he is of that. I think one of the more recent posts on his Instagram, Tony, that I saw uh, is him encountering a very large amphibian. I don't know if you saw that one. I did see that. Um, Just enjoying a quick walk, and I see this huge dude. Yeah, this was an encounter that Gomez had with, uh, with a large uh, cane toad um, when he was back in July when he was taking a trip in Chamela, Jalisco in Mexico. Looks like he weighs a kilo. And there's this guy. So G Gomez, Tony, has told you in your interviews that he's pretty darn happy with where he is now at UM. He's been here for about, about a year and a half. But mm -hmm. I know that it wasn't all easy going for him getting to this point. What did he tell you about some of the challenges he had to overcome on his way to where he is now? One of the challenges was his socioeconomic status. So... Um, as we pretty much all can relate to as college students, is that um, uh, not having enough funding to pay for school is a big deal um, when you're pursuing higher education. So 
He talked of this time when he was working at a Safeway more than 20 hours a week while pursuing a career in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. So um, if you can imagine what that what is what that's like, mm-hmm. um, he wasn't able to fully concentrate on his education, so he was forced to work and uh, make his own money in order to pay for his college because his parents um, just didn't have the opportunity to do that. So that was a one of the big barriers for him. Another was that during his college education, his um, his late young brother, Edric Gomez, he died in a tragic accident, a helicopter accident in Oregon. Oh, wow. Um, in August, on August 5th, 2008, in what is known as the Iron 44 tragedy, um, where nine fire, firefighters lost their lives after their helicopter crashed in a remote area of the Shasta Trinity National Forest. Gomez mentioned that he was very close with his sibling, with um, his younger sibling, um, Edric. So that pushed him. That was both a good and a negative thing for him. The negative thing was that he lost one of his close family members. But on the positive side, it reinforced his commitment to pursue his interests um, in higher education and to continue to fight for what he loves and um, what he wants to get out of, what he wanted to get out of his college education. It probably took me a little longer to finish, you know, my grad degree because because of that tragedy, you know. Um, we're all really close, um, and, uh, it, you know, to this day, you know, it's, it still hurts, and I don't think, I, I don't think I ever want it not to hurt, um, for, I guess that hurt is, is an acknowledgement and knowing of the love that I had and still have for him. Wow. Tony, that's... I mean, quite an obstacle to have overcome, especially, you know, in the middle of your college career. And I know that, you know, Gomez talks about, you know, a lot of these personal elements of his life and his experiences growing up on his Instagram page and through social media. You know, you mentioned earlier, that's how you found Gomez originally. Mm -hmm. So I want you to tell me a little bit more about his social media presence. You know, how does he connect with students and other aspiring scientists? Um, so he primarily uses Instagram. He uses his uh, account, Cumbia Conservationist, and he posts a lot of educational content. And the students who he's closest to, um, he shares his page and just has that constant connection with them through social media and tells them about other educational opportunities at UM and at the, for- the College of Forestry that they can take up, take on and encourages students to take internships uh, in science-related fields in order to enhance their their knowledge as college students um, pursuing a higher education degree. So, yeah. And I, and I just checked, Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, Professor Gomez has more than 1,300 followers on Instagram, which I have to imagine is a little bit <laughs> more than more your... more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to imagine it's a little bit more than your average UM professor at that, you know? And yeah. I, as I was going through, I was finding stuff about, you know, Zoom sessions that he did in the past where he talked about his family and and his and his um, his brothers and, and how, you know, he told this one story about how his mom told him all the time that when he was born... He was born in order to give family to his older brother. They saw Eduardo playing by himself and they felt bad that even though he had cousins and extended family, he needs a brother or sibling. Just when, you know, something happens to us, he needs family. So I came into this world to give my brother family 
And he rewarded me by being the best older brother everywhere. I was the only and, you know, these are really personal things for a professor to be sharing on social media. So what did Gomez tell you about the value he sees in, in sharing so much of himself and his life with his students and the world? One of the values he highlighted is that um, we all go through failures in life, and failures are okay when we're trying to pursue our goals. And in one of our interviews, he meant he made this very clear that if you're not failing at the, uh, the thing that you're working at, you should probably set bigger goals. But I like sharing my failure with my students to let them know that, like, yeah, there, there was many times in my life where, um, you know, I could have switched careers or wasn't sure if I was going to make it. And, and my hope is to let students know that, uh, yeah, there's going to be challenges and there will be setbacks and there will be things that I like to call, you know, perceived failures. Um, and that's totally okay. That's, that's part of the, you know, growing into a professional. Right? Antonio, I want to pivot now into a discussion of diversity and inclusion. I know that Gomez was pretty clear with you how important that issue is to him. Oh, it's very important. Um, Gomez mentioned that he's uh, one of the few uh, professors of color at the College of Forestry. And in his field in general, in forestry and conservation. So that was a big factor for him because back when he was a student, he mentioned to me that he never had a professor who was of color. So, And that him being a person of color teaching other students, he wished he, he could have had that during mm. his, um, his time at college. So for him, diversity, um, equity, and inclusion is something that he really strives for. I've had several students of color come up talk to me, you know, and say that uh, they're really happy to have a professor of color because they never even had, you know, a teacher of color, let alone a professor of color. Um, and I, my hope is, is that them seeing me, you know, in this position, at, you know, one of the top wildlife programs in the country, helps inspire them and, and lets them know that uh, they too can be part of this in the wildlife profession. But Gomez is only one person, Tony. You know, to encourage diversity in an entire field is one thing that's beyond the scope of this story that we're telling. But where we can look is at the University of Montana itself. Are there ongoing efforts at the university to improve diversity and equity among professors and students? So I recently spoke with Dave Kuntz, um, who is UM's communication um, officer. Um, he said um, the university as a whole and the Bodner administration created the Diversity Advisory Council. It's composed of both students and faculty around the university in order to bring up matters related to diversity, equity, and inclusivity. So the university is tackling um, is t is tackling this topic, um, mm. and it has been over the years. So it sounds like there are efforts at UM to, you know, foster diverse cultures on campus. But Tony, I want to conclude today with a deeper look into the actual idea of diversity. You know, most institutions like UM and, and individuals say diversity and inclusion are incredibly important, but I don't think we often discuss the value that diversity adds to our communities and workplaces. And I'm mm. wondering to sort of tied all up. What did Gomez say about the value or importance of diversity? Gomez really takes this to heart. He thinks that talking about diversity 
in an educational space is really important because it can broaden our it can broaden students' perspectives um, in their respective fields. I think it's something we, we need institutional change, you know, across the United States and across the, the college and university level. Um, I think, sadly, you know, since the George Floyd death, um, it was a tragedy that happened, but out of that, uh, I think it, it's, we've started working on these things and we started having these discussions. Historically, you know, when I was, we were just talking about diversity, right? Uh, you know, just diversity itself was was the goal, and now we're we're talking beyond that, right? We're not just talking about diversity; we're talking about inclusion, and equity, and getting rid of barriers that have, might have, you know, uh, kept students out of our program before. Well, Antonio, thank you for sharing Professor Gomez's story with us, and for all of your deep reporting on this subject. Thank you, Austin. It was a pleasure being here with you. On September 27th, the University of Montana released its enrollment report for the fall 2021 semester. It showed an overall increase in enrolled students for the first time since 2011. During his conversation with Antonio, UM Communications Director Dave Kuntz said even during the university's decade of falling enrollment, diversity among the student population saw a steady increase. Kuntz said the university's revamped focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion will help to enrich students' educational experiences. And so having more diverse faculty, more diverse leadership that students can look up to and follow in the footsteps of mm-hmm. is critical to building a healthy campus that's rich with diversity and provides opportunities for everybody. You can read Antonio's full profile of Professor Edim Gomez in this week's paper, hitting newsstands and our website on Thursday, October 7th. The Kaiman Cast is produced and edited by me, Austin Amistoy. Reporting by Antonio Ibarra. That's it for this week's episode. Next time, an examination of something very specific to Montana campuses. Bears. I'll see you there.